Hey baddies, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast. I was, I don't know what I was just thinking. Hi baddies, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast. I think I was trying to say welcome to another episode of Bad Witch Podcast. I've been doing YouTube so long now that I get like how to introduce YouTube videos and talk about them confused with how to do podcast episodes. No one cares. Hi, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we're going to get our witch shit together one swell at a time, goddess willing. Um, I don't know what's happened since the last time I talked to all of you. I don't know how many weeks it's been. <laughs> Life is crazy. Um, so I don't think I've done an episode since we lost power at my house, which was two, a week ago. I don't know anymore, but we were out power for four days. Sorry if I'm repeating all this. I genuinely cannot remember. But yeah, we didn't have power for four days. It was freezing cold. It was absolutely miserable. I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Uh, it's been a, February was a rough month. Did I tell y'all that I got a reading at the end of December? I'm sure I have. <laughs> just repeat myself constantly. But that I got a reading at the end of December for the whole year. So it was like a month by month tarot reading. Because obviously I'm like the queen of tarot now. I'm so into it. And for February, this is like the only thing that even stuck out for me from the reading. Because all of it was pretty like... I don't know. I uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to like ever disparage another reader, but it just didn't resonate with me a lot. Like it was vague. It was vague. Um, a lot of, oh, this person will come back from your past and then you'll kind of be into it, but then there'll be this other person you're into and, oh, you may have success if you look outside of X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? Like it just, I was expecting it to blow me away and it didn't, especially because the person who recommended that I try this card reader was like, oh my gosh, she told me all this stuff. And I was like shocked and crying. And I was just like, eh. <laughs> but I don't know if it's also because I can read myself and I'm so intuitive. I, I know what's happened. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just in a mood, I guess. But I am in a mood because February was so rough. <laughs> but yeah, the only thing that really stuck out to me from that reading was I got the tower card. And I remember in December being like, I think the tower is like not good. And that's all I kind of know about tarot is like, I think the tower is not good. And I think like the 10 of swords isn't great. Uh, not that they're bad cards, but there can be some difficulties that come with them. Right. But there's a duality in the nature of all the cards that have various meanings. We all are learning this together. Or, like I'm learning it and I'm telling you all about it. But I remember I got the tower card for February and I was like, ah, it'll be fine. Especially because the rest of the reading, I was like, I don't really think this person is like getting me. I don't think they're tapping in. I think this is like low key. I don't know the right word to call it. I don't know. It was just, it was vague and kind of general. But were they right? <laughs> I've actually been thinking I need to go back and listen to the whole uh, video again that they did for me. It was like a 40 minute upload because it was the entire year. And see what they said because, yeah, February was right. It was tower, so tower. It could have been more tower. Aside from my power going out for four days, which was horrible. I know like people in Texas had it. People in uh, Mississippi have like no clean water for going on a month now. What was going on? This country is such a mess. But yeah, oh, speaking of, uh, so yeah, my power went up four days on the second day of my power being out. I found out that I was declined officially from my Portugal visa. They closed my case. So I'm stuck. And <laughs> I've been stuck for a year, but I'm stuck. Uh, what else happened? Oh, I had my first GERD episode in like four months. I got horrifically sick. I think that's why there was an episode last week. It was either the power outage. I'm losing 
like space and time. I don't space what space and time. I'm losing track of time more than usual lately because last month was so bad. Um, but yeah, I had a really bad GERD attack and I think that's why I didn't record because I was up being sick all night, which is, uh, it's the worst. And then as my GERD attack was like fading off after it does, after about 12 or 15 hours, I sliced my, uh, finger open, my index finger on my right hand and just was gushing blood everywhere. <laughs> and it's, it's like sealed up now, but it's definitely not healed and it definitely still hurts. And did something else happen? I think that was it. Was that, I don't know, something else must have happened because I was just thinking about like what a mood I'm in today. <laughs> but yeah, so February was a bad month. That card reader was right. I need to go back and like give her props because I think I just kind of had an attitude about it because I wanted it to be more than it was. Like I wanted her to basically be like, your life is going to change. Everything's going to fall into place and you'll be happy forever. <laughs> That's like not how card readings work. And I know that. So yeah, she was right. February was the tower. That's the update on me. Oh, but the good thing, it wasn't a bad thing. The good thing that happened is that I have my first dose of Pfizer vaccine for COVID and that I was really depressed because um, February was really bad and I've been in the house for a year and I've been struggling with my mental health a lot. And uh, I quit Facebook and then had to come back because Instagram is all linked through Facebook and Instagram for work, obviously. And please subscribe to my YouTube because I want to delete my Instagram so bad <laughs> and be done with Facebook too. I got to find a way to like do something with the Facebook group so I can still be in contact with all of you. But like, I'm done with Facebook. I'm, I'm, it, it's toxic and it's not good. So anyway, I was very, very depressed. And this was like the day after my GERD episode and I sliced my finger open and my life is bad. And I found out that I was able to get a COVID vaccine. So I've had half of my vaccine. I'm half vaccinated, I keep saying. And that was the beautiful way that February ended for me. But the rest of the year was tower, tower everywhere. So anyway, that's my little update. I don't know if you care, but that's what's going on with me. Anyway, let's get into our tarot card for today. And then we're going to start on our correspondences. This is going to be um, a lot of me reading today because I have just notes on all of the correspondences. So I can kind of just rapid, rapid fire give them to you. Of course, I will throw in comments as I always do. <laughs> but just be forewarned, this is a reading episode because I have to read about the tarot card. And then I'm going to read you all of my correspondence list from my grimoire. And uh, bear with me because, you know, that reading is not reading out loud and also speaking in general. is not my strong suit, <laughs> despite the fact that I've had a podcast for two years and I am trying to become a YouTuber professionally. <laughs> Everything's a mess. I'm, I'm a mess. Hi. Oh, also, hi. Welcome to Pisces season. Have we done that? I literally can't remember the last time I recorded. I don't know if it was still Mercury retrograde when it did. All of my exes or past entanglements came back around and terrorized me also in February because Mercury was in retrograde. So that happened. But we're out of retrograde. I think no planets are actually in retrograde for the next like nine weeks or so. So that's a nice little reprieve, right? Nothing spinning backwards or appearing to. And we're in Pisces season. The best season, if you ask me. <laughs> I know a lot of people wouldn't agree with that, but the best season, if you ask me. Um, so yeah, happy Pisces season. Happy March. We're back on track. I have, I'm going to go back and, like I said, watch that reading and see what my forecast is for this month. And I'll come and share it with all of you if you care. Um, I'm actually going to do a reading on myself too today to see what's going on. <laughs> Just to be safe. But yeah, I have high hopes for this. I know we're coming up on one year of like madness and craziness. But 
I see some light at the end of the tunnel. I think the spring equinox of star is going to bring us some good things. So yeah, happy Pisces season. Happy March. Pisces power always. And oh, also in honor of it being my birthday month, in honor of it, <laughs> um, I'm going to be doing $10 readings all month long. So just message me um, on Facebook. Messenger, I guess, would be the best place. Yeah, because I can do them like the easiest there. I want to quit Facebook so bad, but I kind of can't. Uh, for the time being. But yeah, message me because I'm going to do $10 readings all month long, full readings, full three card readings. And from that, we are going to be making another Bad Witch donation, which you know is like me really wanting to do some charitable, more, more charitable action with this um, podcast this year. I would like to know your input on if you have a preference on like, if you still want me to do like bigger charitable organizations like Planned Parenthood or like food banks, or if you'd like me to do something more like micro donations where I'll just pull up a list of like 10, 15 GoFundMes where people need like assistance in that way and just donate directly to, I don't know, is GoFundMe, I don't know how GoFundMe works really. Like I know it does directly go to the person, but then they take a cut of it, obviously. I don't know. So I'm, I'm kind of just thinking about that because like I did go through the power outage at my house and it was so bad. And all the people in Texas went through like so much worse and people in Mississippi are dealing with so much worse now. And I just want to be able to help people on an individual level versus an organizational level. So that's kind of where my head is with that. But tell me what you would prefer since we're like kind of making it all together. Anyway, so let's get to our tarot card of the day. Again, I'm using biddytarot.com. You know what's so funny? <laughs> I'm on my tangents already. I don't read the podcast reviews because I cannot like handle criticism that I can't respond to. Like I can handle criticism, but I need to be able to respond to you. And I don't like that I can't. <laughs> but one of them was like, you need to put all, you need to write down all your tangents and then like put them all in one episode. And I was I like and this is why I wanted to be able to respond because my mind I'm like, well honey, that's not how tangents work. Like they come to your mind and then you say them. A tangent is not something that you like methodically sit and write down and then revisit. It's that's not what it anyway. So <laughs> if you still listen that, that's my response, but you know, with love. But um, this is a tangent. My aunt, my youngest, my mom's youngest sister, so my youngest aunt, I guess is the way you would say it. Um, we call her Biddy because her favorite book when she was little was Biddy the Hen. And her real name is Maria. And I've only ever known her as Biddy. It's one of those things where like you're 20 years old and you hear someone say their actual name. And you're like, what? <laughs> her whole, my whole life, I thought her name was Biddy. I don't know. I thought it was her name. So I'm very tickled by the fact that I'm using Biddy Tarot and that's to learn tarot. And that's why I can always remember it really well because it's my aunt's name. Again, no one cares about this. I don't know why I'm talking about it. But yeah, let's get to our tarot card for this episode. Oh, I just remembered the the last episode I did record, I had strep throat. <laughs> so that was also in February. I knew I was forgetting something. So in that episode, we did The Fool. Today, we're going to do The Magician. We are going and I'm going in the order of how I think the order is. Does that make sense? So I'm just going through the major arcana first and then we'll go into the minor arcana or the other suites. So swords, cups, pentacles. Oh no, I always do this. So swords, cups, pentacles, and wands. Wands. Got it. Okay. I'm learning. I promise. So today is the magician. I forgot how I read this last time, so I'll just read the whole thing. Um, the magician keywords, upright, manifestation, resourcefulness, power, inspired action. Reversed, manipulation, poor planning, untapped talents. Wow, 
drag me again. Okay. <laughs> the magician description. The magician card is numbered one, the number of new beginnings and opportunities and associates with the planet of Mercury. He stands, she stands, or they stands. Um, I think all of the cards that Biddy uses are male unless they're like distinguished, distinguished. Is that the right word? Unless they're a female card, like a, a high priestess. Um, but the deck that I've been learning from, I think it's almost all, there's some, I think, male and like non-binary representation in it. I almost read it like it's more non-binary, but the majority of cards are women. So I always think of it as women. That's why I like, I, I adjust the gender. But anyway, um, they stands with, they stand, see, that even makes sense. He stands with one arm stretched upwards towards the universe and the other pointing down to the earth. His positioning represents his connection between the spiritual realm and the material realms. The magician uses this relationship to create and manifest his goals in the physical realm. He is the conduit that converts energy into matter. The magician's robe is white, symbolizing purity, and his cloak is red, representing worldly experience and knowledge. It reminds me of um, Ixchel in my goddess deck. I love that card. On the table in front of him, all right, I don't like that they're saying him. <laughs> I don't I should switch it because I'm going to confuse myself. On the table in front of him are the four symbols of the tarot suites, a cup, pentacle, sword, and wand. If I would have just read ahead, I would have known that without struggling. Each symbolizing one of the four elements, water, earth, air, and fire. It is a sign that he has all of the tools and elements he needs to manifest his intentions into being. Above his head is the infinity symbol, and around his waist is a snake biting its own tail, both of which signal that he has access to unlimited potential. And in the foreground is an array of foliage and flowers symbolizing the blossoming of fruitions of his ideas and aspirations. That's beautiful. I'm feeling like a, I'm in a mood. Like I've mentioned, I, I know it's coming through, but that kind of like uplifted me a little bit. You know, it's also has, has me in a mood. <laughs> Side note, I am turning 34 on Monday. And people keep asking me what I'm going to do for my birthday. And I'm just like, what do you mean? I'm, what am I going to do? I'm going to do the same thing I've done for the last 360, 55 days. I'm going to sit in my house because people acted a fool this entire pandemic and lived their lives regardless and didn't wear masks and went out to eat and traveled the world still and went on vacations. I'm going to sit in my house. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so if I'm a little aggro today and that's coming off, I'm so sorry. It's just... All of that stuff I went through in February and then my birthday is coming up and my birthday is four days before I went into lockdown for an entire year. I'm a little on edge, <laughs> but this card is picking me up a little bit. I just want people to stop asking me what I'm doing for my birthday because the answer is nothing because what, what can I do? I can't do anything. Okay, so sorry. I'm on one today. Upright, the magician. So this is the card interpretation. As a master manifester, the magician brings you the tools, resources, and energy you need to make your dreams come true. Seriously, everything you need right now is at your fingertips. You have the spiritual, fire, physical, earth, mental, air, and emotional, shout out, water, resources to manifest your desires. And when you combine them with the energy of the spiritual and earthly realms, you will become a manifestation powerhouse. The key is to bring these tools together synergistically so that the impact of what you create is greater than the separate parts. This is alchemy at its best. Now is the perfect time to move forward on an idea that you recently conceived. The seed of potential has sprouted and you are being called to take action and bring your intentions, intentions to fruition. Sorry. The skills, knowledge, and capabilities you have gathered along your life path have led you to where you are now, and whether or not you know it, you are ready to turn your ideas into reality. 
In your quest to manifest your goals, you must establish a clear vision of what you will create and why before you act. It's not enough to be motivated by ego, money, status, or fame. You need to have a soul connection to your goals and intentions. You are a powerful, creative being, and this is your opportunity to bring your higher self in alignment with your day-to-day actions to create the future you want most. I'm feeling a little better. That, that like spoke to me. I hope it's like ringing true for a lot of you. When you clear about your what and your why, when you are clear about your what and your why, the magician calls on you to take inspired action. You will need focus, attention, and intense concentration to bring your goals to fruition. Focus on the one thing, (laughs) one is emphasized, um, that will move you toward your goal. Commitment to the task is essential, so drop any distraction that may draw your focus away from what you want to achieve. Be methodical in your planning to make sure that you stay on track and carry out your task. And then this is the reverse magician meaning. On one level, the reverse magician shows you are exploring what you wish to manifest, but you are not taking action yet. (laughs) You are uncertain if you have everything you need and may be unsure about how to make it happen. If you take care of what you intend to manifest, the universe will work out the the how. Stay attuned to your intuition and pay attention to opportunities as they arise. They are like little breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs that will take you closer to your goal. If you are already acting on your goal, the reverse magician can be a sign that you are struggling to see progress or success. Oh, it's like a sore to my heart. (laughs) Seriously. Several factors may be at play. Perhaps you have an idea, but don't know what action to take to manifest it. Perhaps you are not clear on your desired outcome. So your efforts are misdirected or unfocused. Maybe you've lost touch with your why and it wasn't compelling enough. And now you're lacking motivation in completing the goal. Or perhaps the goal is out of alignment with your highest good and the universe is sending you a big stop, go back sign. At its worst, the reverse magician signifies greed, manipulation, and trickery. You may be masterful at manifesting, but you are out of touch with your higher self. You may only do it for your personal gain and and at the expense of others. Sometimes you may fall into this trap unintentionally. Your goals are not coming to fruition or something feels off. If your goals are not coming to fruition or something feels off, tune into that and asking yourself if you're working for the highest good or solely for your own benefit. In a career reading, the magician reverse shows that you have many skills, talents, and capabilities, but your real potential is not being maximized. You may realize that you have so much more to give, or perhaps you know you are great at something, but you have not allowed yourself the opportunity to nurture and explore this skill. What is impeding you from using these abilities? You need to change for what needs to change for you to reach your fullest potential. (laughs) Anyone feeling like incredibly dragged right now, (laughs) or is that just me? that's also something that's kind of scary about learning tarot is like, there's so many more opportunities for you to get dragged. Um, and I'm feeling it it a lot today. Uh, it's speaking to me. I don't know. This is kind of cool though, that like every week I am in an emotional space where the card really resonates with me. Uh, like two, I can't remember two, three weeks ago when we did the last episode, the full, I was everything to me. I felt that's exactly how I felt. And today I'm really feeling like the reverse of the magician. Like I'm stagnant and having, I'm, this is like a very dear diary episode. I'm sorry about this, but um, I'm feeling very like, I want to throw everything in the trash and just like sit in a quiet room and see if anything comes to me. I am so ready to throw away Instagram. I'm so ready to throw away my influencer career. I'm so ready to throw away the idea of Portugal. I'm still ready to throw away the idea of 
moving abroad, I'm so ready to throw away the idea of finding anyone and ever being in a relationship again. I'm just kind of ready to like toss it all in the trash. <laughs> no, is that my depression talking? I can't tell. Sometimes I'm like, I'll text my group chat, like my best friends. And I'll be like, hey, do you all feel like life is pointless and nothing means anything? Or like, am I depressed? <laughs> you know, that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. Sorry, I'm I'm putting so much like Piscean uh, emotions and energy onto all of you. But I don't know, maybe someone out there can relate to this and is feeling the same way. Like I was reading this tweet about how coming up on an anniversary of grief and trauma is really, really difficult. And it manifests in all kinds of ways we're not even necessarily aware of because it is trauma. And so some people might be more angry, you might be sadder, you might be acting out more, you might just be feeling all of these negative feelings and you can't necessarily pinpoint it. And reading that really gave me some depth into what I'm going through right now because I do feel so angry and I feel so hopeless and... I know y'all aren't get used to getting that from me. I'm usually like so upbeat and bubbly and I can pull it together to record and to like do stuff I need to do for YouTube. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad I read that because the anniversary of this is definitely kicking my ass. It is. So huh, anyway, we're going to be more upbeat in this episode, hopefully from now on. But that magician really just spoke to me because I am ready to like throw it all away and just kind of like sit quietly and hope something good happens. Like that's where I am right now. I'm not actively manifesting. I'm not... Um, I'm not caring. I just don't care. Cause for what? I've been in this house for a year and yeah, I'm half vaccinated. I'm really, really grateful for that. But also like, what's that going to do for me? I can't go anywhere. I can't move anywhere. I can't, I, it still won't be safe for you. Sorry. I'm spiraling. <laughs> no, I'm spiraling. We got to stop. Um, cause I don't want to bring any of you down with me, but I understand that in this moment of honesty, it may be relatable to a lot of you. And so all that to say, we don't need to dwell in it. But just that if you are feeling like you're not in a good spot right now, you are not alone. I think a ton of us are feeling that and that's okay. How how are you supposed to be in a good spot right now? Life is literally crazy. Okay, so let's... Sorry, this is the most bummer episode I've truly ever done. I'm so Sorry. Um, let's do our Patreon shout outs and then we'll get into our correspondences for the day. As always, a very, 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 very deep thank you from the bottom of my heart to Michelle, Jamie, Deanna, Adam, Sarah, Kimberly. I should have cleaned my glasses before I did this. <laughs> I can't see Jennifer, Emily, Heidi, Nalling, Matthew, Garrisu, Aiden, Fiona, Kasha, Brandy, Tabby, Karen, Allison, KJ, Rebecca, Gina, Teresa, Sarah, Stephanie, Adrian, Jen, Sasha, Elizabeth, Carla, and Shannon. Thank you so much. I know we had one new sign up. I can't remember who it is now. I'm so sorry, but thank you so much. Please sign up for the Patreon. If you have a little bit you can spare, it really helps um, with me being able to have time to do this podcast because my life is crazy. <laughs> I will say the job is going really well. I really enjoyed the job that I started a few months ago, five months ago now. That's crazy. Um, it's going really, really well. So that's one thing that I have to be all smiles turned, all frowns turned upside down about. But yeah, it really helps a lot because it is a lot of effort to put these podcast episodes together. But I appreciate um, everyone that is a patron and I appreciate all of you for listening regardless. So let's get into our correspondences. I know that we've talked about them before. It's always a little hard for me to explain the concept of what they are because I have to use 
the name of what they are to explain it, but correspondences are things that correspond to each other, which is the worst explanation for something someone's ever given. But it's just things that have the same energy, the same feel, the same vibration, the the same. I'm doing this with my hands where I'm like lacing my fingers together and interlocking them. It's just a good, it's a mesh. They're all on the same wavelength. Does that make sense? It's just the easiest way really to, to describe it is that they correspond to each other. They're corresponding things, which is why correspondences is the perfect name for it. But, you know, it's colors, it's crystals, it's deities, it's animals, it's symbols, it's totems, it's um, candles. Did I say candles already? I think I did. But yeah, it's, what's a really easy uh, example? Like, well, the first thing that always comes to my, my mind is that Jupiter and Thursday correspond to each other, but that doesn't make sense if I'm trying to explain it to someone. It's just that to me, and I know that this is going to be truly one of the weirdest things I've ever said on this podcast, and I know you're thinking, how's that possible? Well, here we go. To me, Jupiter and Thursday feel the same. When I say the name Jupiter and I say the word Thursday, they just feel the same to me. It feels the same in my mouth. They both smell the same to me. They are both purple. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone. Maybe it does. But Thursday, purple, the color purple, um, not the movie or the book. Excellent, by the way. Uh, the color purple, Jupiter, and 10 o'clock all have the same vibration to me. They all have the same energy. And so they, to me, correspond to each other, which I guess is a good example of how something can vibrationally or energetically correspond to each other because they just feel similar. It's not something you can really explain. But if you want to say like more of an obvious example is when you want to do a love spell, like a, a passion, lust, sex, love, romantic love spell, you use red because, you know, that's the color of love, right? <laughs> Your heart's red. Everything we use for like Valentine's Day is red, all red roses, like all expressions of romantic love that we ever see are red. Or if you want to do something for purity, you use white, you know, or if you want to use something for happiness, you use yellow. Like these are all correspondences. Uh, your shockers have correspondences too. Um, but yeah, I, this is, I'm more, I feel like it's more interesting. Hmm. How do I want to phrase this? There's very obvious correspondences, like using the color red, for example, that I named, but I think it's kind of more interesting to delve into how things feel versus how they represent, if that makes sense. So that brings me back to like Thursday, Jupiter, purple, 10. Those all just feel the same. When I say it, my mouth gets like this very specific sensation because they all taste the same to me. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Let me know if anyone else experiences that. It's the same um with Tuesday and I'm recording this on Tuesday and every week before I learned the correspondences for Tuesday, I always knew that I hate Tuesday. It's my least favorite day of the week. I just feel like it has bad vibes. Again, it's as much as like for Thursday, I kind of feel this almost like juicy full feeling in my mouth. For Thursday, I mean, sorry, for Tuesday, it's almost like I feel something acrid and like, ugh, like it makes me want to stick my tongue out and be like, ugh, gross. And so the energies of Tuesday, I'm not, don't align with me. And then I learned the correspondences for Tuesday and like what a masculine day it was, what kind of an intense day it is kind of like more of an aggressive association with the day. And that when I learned the correspondences behind why I had this reaction and feeling about Tuesdays and why it's my least favorite day of the week, I dread Tuesdays. I think the reason 
I'm kind of like in a mood today is because it's a Tuesday as well. Tuesdays always feel like they drain on and on to me. I'm so sorry if Tuesday's your favorite day of the week. I really should be dragging it so much. But I al I already had an understanding of like the energetic feeling that it gave me. And then I learned the correspondences of it and all of the energies behind it. And that's why I was like, oh, that's why I hate Tuesdays. And when I learned all of them for Thursday, that I that's what made me realize, oh, that's why I love Thursdays. Jupiter is my favorite planet. It is the superior planet. Saturn is awful. We talk about this all the time. No, Saturn's lovely if you love structure and rules and being bound a little bit. But uh, yeah, it, learning the correspondence makes things make a lot more sense to you. So it makes you have an understanding of like what you should be working with that pertains to you as an individual. But it also kind of like hypes up the power of what you're working on when you have everything in alignment. So I hope that makes sense. I don't know how saying that a planet, a day of the week, a color and a time and a word number all taste the same to me. And the taste is also purple. Um, <laughs> but that's the best way I can describe it. So anyway, we are going to talk about spell correspondences today. So we're going to talk about beauty, love in general, money and prosperity, wealth, and then um, protection and like a little bit of banishment. I don't know if we we'll have time for all of them. So if we don't, I'll just split two and two, but we may have time for all of them. So this is a real like, get your pens out, get your rumor out, start taking notes because there's going to be a lot of just throwing info at you. Ready? Okay. So for beauty, zodiac signs, Libra and Sagittarius, colors, gold, green, peach, pink. I also like to think of any kind of like pastel-y soft tones, anything that kind of when you think of soft lighting for the face. So I would venture into anything like a mint green, a robin's egg blue, uh, kind of like an amethyst-y purple. Um, I definitely think of like a flush, a blush. So not as much like a hot pink or very intense like bubblegum pink, but I think of more, more of a pastel pink, a baby pink, um, a soft orange, like a peach, obviously, um, a like buttery soft yellow, anything that kind of just has my, I'm getting a lot of flashes today that kind of has like a feathery feel to it or like a feathery opaqueness to it. Those kind of colors are what I associate with beauty. Um, but yeah, gold, green, peach, pink, your pastels, even if they aren't in those ranges of the colors I mentioned. For a number, it's three. Uh, your tarot cards associated with beauty are the Empress, the Nine of Pentacles, and the Queen of Cups. I would argue there's more too, but this is just from like me studying and taking notes and kind of like piecing together stuff. But as I'm learning tarot, I would also probably associate the lovers with beauty and maybe the sun. I'm kind of thinking the sun and the moon, even though I know there's like a disparity between those cards. And I would almost say like the sun is like your outer beauty and the moon is your inner beauty. Again, I'm still learning tarot. So if I'm totally getting that wrong, call me on. <laughs> but that's what like comes to my head when I think about beauty correspondences. Okay. So for, so for your herbs, your flowers, your plants, your green witch goodness, you have Angelica, Borage, Carnation, Chamomile, Clover, Columbine, Daffodil, what, daffodil is like my favorite word in the world. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that before. A daffodil. Okay, sorry. Uh, daisy, jasmine, lavender, lilac. So again, like those soft, 
petally, maybe petal is a better word than feather. I'm getting like this petally sensation. You really like you take a petal in your fingers and you rub it together. And it's just like this powdery, soft beautifulness. That's kind of what I would think to like apply to my face in a beauty ritual. Anyway, um, lavender, lilac, lily, primrose, uh, your roses, of course, your pink, your red. Again, I would go with, in more like the baby pink arena than like anything bright fuchsia-y. Uh, strawberry, violet, and yarrow. Yarrow, I think is the right way to say it. And for your spices and like various other ingredients, it would be clove, ginger, ginseng, nutmeg, and allspice, and anise star I tend to use in like beauty potions like stuff I'm gonna drink rather than stuff I'm gonna apply to my face directly because all of this stuff is I mean yeah you can put like the spicier stuff on your face but it's also you know be careful because <laughs> you don't want to inflame or irritate anything especially around your eyes um, but yeah this is more like drinking uh orange juice is like a very classic beauty spell component or beauty um potion egg honey, uh, any of those things. But star anise is like a big one for me. I don't know if it's just like an aesthetically pleasing thing or the aroma and kind of like a combination of both, but I like to use that a lot. For your crystals, we have alexandrite, amber, apatite, cat's eye, desert rose, hermicur diamond, jasper, kunzite, kyanite, I would say also a little bit, uh, opal, tiger's eye, both gold and uh, red. Topaz, turquoise, um, moonstone, amethyst, lepidolite, rhodochrosite, I think too. I'm starting to get into like a lot of pink stones that have very long names that I can't spell or pronounce ever. So rhodochrosite. And what's the other one? Rohedium. Is that the other one? I love those. I've been working with those a lot. Um, let's see what else. Clear quartz, of course. Uh, peach calcite, pink calcite watermelon tourmaline I think there's any others are like coming to me just off the top of my head um yeah I think those you know anything in that pastel family again I was about to say oh sunstone I'm obsessed with sunstone lately I don't have any and it's like all I can think about is getting a piece I'm actually going through this phase right now where I want to get rid of all of my crystals and I've been trying to think of a way to do like I want to get rid of all of them and start with a whole new batch. It's something's going on with me where it's just like throw it all away. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's because I'm coming up on my like personal new year. We're coming up on the astrological new year and there's this new moon on the 13th that's coming in but every impulse I'm having in life is just like throw it away just just throw it all out. Um, not like in the trash, literally, but I, I want to get rid of all my crystals and then like start over and start with sunstone as my first one. I was thinking maybe I would do like a giveaway on my crystal collection for the podcast or like maybe a raffle or something where everyone could buy like a $5 buy-in or something. And then we'll just donate the proceeds and I will send the winner the crystals. I don't know. I just, I want to start fresh. I don't know where this impulse is coming from. Anyway, more to your diary talk. But yeah, those crystals are your good ones for your beauty. Am I forgetting anything? Oh, rose quartz, obviously. Um, am I forgetting anything? Moonstone, peach moonstone in particular and rainbow moonstone in particular. I already said that, but I wanted to specify. Jade, 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 jade. Yeah, those are ones that are coming to my mind right now. Um, magical entities or magical beings, if you want to kind of conjure up the spirit of some kind of like magical, uh, creature 
to involve in any spell work you're doing, you would look at your elves, your mermaids, your phoenix, and your unicorn. Now listen, I know <laughs> I have come on this podcast many times and said that I believe that mythological creatures are real and I stand by that. I've already told you every crazy thing I can ever say, like again, the Jupiter purple 10 uh, Thursday thing for me. But I legitimately believe that somehow these are like real energies. <laughs> so <laughs> I know it's far-fetched for a lot of people, even people that practice. But uh, so yeah, you don't have to bring in, like, you don't have to bring in every correspondence I'm saying. You can definitely like pick and choose and work with what corresponds to you. Like it's ultimately about what corresponds to you as well. You know, like I just never do anything on Thursday, uh, Tuesdays because I don't like Tuesdays. Um, but if you do believe that these energies are real and that folklore is a little more fact than fiction, then you can include them. I think mermaids are real. I will always go on record saying that. Okay, your deities. Aphrodite, of course. Athena, Breed, Devi, Diana, Freya, Hathor, Lakshmi, Nana, Parvati, Sarasvati, Selene, Venus, Adonis, Angus, Apollo, Attis, Balder, Helios, Krishna, Loki, and Surya. And then your creatures, so your animals, like your tangible animals, not your gnomes and fairies and stuff that I believe in. <laughs> Gazelle. Panther, goldfish, whale, canary, eagle, falcon, hummingbird, kingfisher, nightingale, nightingale, I don't know why, nightingale, <laughs> very southern of me, patridge, peacock, swan, and butterfly. So I get a lot of questions, I just see like generally asked, what, how can you involve animals in your magic, right? Because I think there is like a whole consent thing, especially if we're talking about familiars, like every animal, some, how can I say this? I'm trying to say it like every rectangle is a square, but not every square is a rectangle. Wait, is that right? <laughs> every rectangle is a square. No, every square is a rectangle, but not every rectangle is a square. I'm very bad at math, as we know. Don't punish me for that. But uh, something about familiars is like, there has to be kind of a, a consent, a bond. It's not just like, oh, my cat's my familiar. Like, no, it's like the animal's energy actually wants to participate, can participate, is a, like which energy of its own, if that makes sense. I know a lot of people will refer to things as they're familiar, but it's just like a pet. Like Suge's a pet. I think I've talked about this before. Suge is not my familiar. She, is, she does not care about any of this stuff. She interrupts the podcast all the time. When I light a candle, she never tries to wander over. If I'm in the middle of like making something, she never, unless she can eat it, she doesn't care. Like she's not my familiar. She is my pet. She is my child. I love her. But it's not the same thing at all. Whereas a familiar is actually like you like, wow, you enter into like kind of a bond with, with this energy that is consenting and interested in participating in your magic, if that makes sense. Tell me if it does or does not, I can expand upon, expand upon it further. But so if you don't like in particular have say a gazelle familiar, <laughs> something that you can do is you can include a picture. You can include, include a totem or a token that represents this animal. Um, for birds, obviously it's a lot easier because you could have a feather and have that as part of your practice and to have it in your beauty spell. I know for like peacock uh, feathers in particular, that's like a big thing with <clears throat> beauty potions where you can like stir it with a peacock feather you can like sieve it through the peacock feather you can have it the peacock feather like um next to your candles as you bring them down use it as a kind of a runner for your crystals to be on to kind of swipe it over your own face and just use like the gentleness of it to stimulate the beauty in the spell you know and so feathers are really easy um for butterflies it's not gonna be easy to 
necessarily capture a butterfly. <laughs> Again, it's like the consent of the animal to be a part of this ritual that you're doing. But I know like a lot of people may have like a fragment of a butterfly wing or may have um, butterfly like taxidermy that they collect. And so they kind of will use that in its place. My, I've talked about this before, but my mom used to have this jar that had like these two taxidermy butterflies in it. And I was obsessed with it. Not talking about it. Now I can smell it. And I think I actually ruined it because I would take, it was, um, they were kind of like on a fake branch on a wooden podium. And then there was a glass dome cover over it. And I used to take the cover off and like play with their wings on it. <laughs> terrible kid and also a witch kid and I was enamored of these butterflies and I just wanted to like touch I think in my mind too I had this idea that if I would touch their wings like the pattern would transfer onto my fingers hmm I'm just now realizing like my thing about touching petals and getting like the powderiness and the color and the fragrance off of them I had the same thing with butterflies I wonder what that's about we'll look into it later I don't know <laughs> but yeah I used to be obsessed with that and I think I actually like crumpled the, the wings over time because I just touched it all the time and so yeah you could have a fragment of a butterfly wing um or if you do an actual like your green witch you are more about like having an outside practice then butterflies will find their way into your practice butterflies obviously we should do an episode on animal animal symbolism overall um but animals uh butterflies have huge symbolism about rebirth and like your loved ones passing on and also comfort and beauty and this idea of metamorphosis obviously and transformation they're hugely significant and I find I find a lot of times when I'm just outside and like kind of thinking about stuff and going through stuff especially when I go visit graves I go visit my my family my ancestors I always have butterfly encounters remember when I was seeing dragonflies all the time for like a month spring or like spring before last that was weird too but yeah so those are ways that you can incorporate into your practice without having to say catch a panther and try to let the panther go have a good life and like don't try to mess with it it's not gonna end well for either one of you so yeah tokens will definitely work um illustrations will work fragments will work but you know you don't have to have a live panther in your house for it to set it off okay so let's move on to love Zodiac signs for love are Cancer, Capricorn, Leo, Libra, Scorpio, Taurus, Virgo. I would also say Pisces. And it's not just because I'm biased, but I think it's because Pisces is obviously like the most emotional sign in the Zodiac, in our in our Zodiac. Oh, by the way, I have started learning about side rail astrology as opposed to tropical astrology. And boy, oh boy. Um... <laughs> If anyone is like an expert in side rail or like very studied and feels comfortable talking about it, I would love to have you do like an interview or like a guest episode maybe because it's something else. It's, it changes like everything. I'm almost afraid to keep looking into it because it swapped, it swapped all of my signs back, um, back a sign. So I went from Pisces to Aquarius, Libra to Scorpio to Libra cancer to Gemini and what a world. Um, so anyway, but yeah, I would say Pisces because Pisces is clearly like the most emotional sign and what is love if not emotions. So yeah, add, add, jot that down too. Take a note of that. Okay. So your, for your colors, for your love are going to be the same colors that we associate with our heart chakra. So you, uh, greens and pinks. So green, any shade of green really, except for like lime green, but I'm just saying that because I hate the color of lime green. <laughs> But if you like it, you can keep it. Um, mauve, pink, red. Um, 
rose red blush. I'm sorry, rose. Yeah, rose red blush pink is what I meant to say. Um, even like orangey red, like fiery red, kind of carnelian-y red. A bloodstone green maroon mashup would also be an associated color. Um, definitely down into those, like those depths. Like when I think of a green color for the heart chakra, I don't think of like emerald. Well, yeah, kind of. I don't think of like lighter greens on the spectrum. I think of a hunter green, an emerald green, a forest green, like those deep, lush, just succulent shades of green. <laughs> but again, it's like green and pink and red. You kind of, and I would say more pink too. You can't go wrong on those, those color uh, swatches, wheel spectrums, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I think more of like darker greens and I think more of lighter pinks and lighter reds and even going into like that orange a little bit, like I said, with carnelian. Um, yeah, like a fiery orange. I think I kind of associated with like fire coming from the heart and like courage and bravery and like love and passion coming from the heart when you get back into those lighter shades of orange I would bring that back into like the beauty category more but yeah greens pinks you're good to go okay so the numbers are two three five six seven incorporating numbers can be like a number of things that you place down having like the number just represented in many ways so like I would have a number of candles a number of tokens um, I would like inscribe the number on the candles I was burning, things like that. Uh, your tarot cards for love will be the lovers, temperance, the ace and two of cups. I, again, would say <laughs> the sun and moon could also be worked in, you know, no, no, take out the moon because the moon can have like a little bit of a darker um, connotation. I would leave the sun in and I would also put in the fool. Because I think love, my glasses are so blurry, I gotta take them off. Um, sorry, <laughs> nothing to do with y'all. I think that love is kind of like an act of foolishness. Not in a bad way. I mean, you can be foolish about love in bad ways, obviously. But, and I think that some people are fools in love or fools about love and like the things that they choose when they could have better or like, anyway, I don't have to go into a whole thing about settling like I always do. But I do think it takes like an act of a fool to kind of fall in love and to be at the edge of the cliff and be just like kind of like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to just sleep and see what happens. It takes a lot of faith to do that and kind of like the faith of a fool <laughs> to do that too. So yeah, when I think of, of that card, it makes me think of love as well. And maybe that's just my perspective on how I approach love and what do I know? Clearly nothing. Um, but yeah, I would add the fool in for tarot cards that are associated Okay, so for your herbs, your flowers, your plants, your greenery, we have basil, carnation, chrysanthemums, my fave. Um, one of my favorite books when I was little was Chrysanthemum because it's a book about this little like mouse ballerina, I think. Wasn't she a ballerina? And everyone made fun of her name because her name was Chrysanthemum and everyone else's name was like Sarah, Megan, Anne, you know. Um, nothing wrong with those names. One of those is mine. Um, <laughs> but it was like a great book about individuality and it always stuck with me. So Chrysanthemum, um, Columbine, Daisy. Dill, shout out, my favorite herb of all time. Uh, heather, heliotrope, honeysuckle, iris, uh, ivy, ladies' mantle, lilac, lavender, lily of the valley. I would also say cali lilla, all cali lilla, cali, wow, calla lilies, because um, all lilies represent like the freshness and the newness of love, like the beginning of a relationship. I don't think of them so much as like love enduring 
but to me it's like love beginning that's why you see a lot of lilies and um bridal bouquets okay uh marigold uh majorum mugwort penny royal periwinkle poppy rose again your red rose um your red poppies in particular rue sage spearmint thyme valerian violet and yarrow am i forgetting any i think i would say magnolia too like really sweet fragrant magnolia or is that more beauty now that i think about it uh, to me beauty and love are also kind of corresponding like they kind of correspond to each other as well so i think a lot of their um correspondences are a bit interchangeable which is why i said the lovers to beauty as well as for love so yeah, I would add magnolia, but that's just like, it's personally one of my favorite flowers. Um, peony also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's all for like the flowers and the plants of it all. Okay. Moving on to our herbs, our ingredients, our ingredients, as I love to call them. <laughs> anise, anise star, um, bloodroot, burdock, cardamom. Did I ever tell y'all that I always thought it was cardamom until like a month ago? I had no idea it was an M in the end of the word. I was like, oh, wow. It's embarrassing. I probably said cardamom on here like a hundred times. Um, cumin, frankincense, ginger, cinnamon, mustard, myrrh, nutmeg, orris root, saffron, sandalwood. Did I say ginger? Yes. Um, ginger and cinnamon are like really floating to the top of my mind because I think it like invokes the feeling of lust in a positive way, not like the destructive way, <laughs> but like passion and like igniting that kind of fire. So those are the two I kind of bend heavily into. I think you all know that like cinnamon is everything to me. <laughs> I use it in everything, even if it corresponds or not specifically. But again, that's something that corresponds to me. It doesn't necessarily have to be like the exact list of correspondences I'm giving you. It's that it's something along with like dill that I found that just works wonders for me it works magic for me so I use it literally all the time and pretty much every way that I can I don't put it in the bath because I feel like that's a little risky <laughs> or do I I know because I put ginger in the bath and it's I mean it makes you sweat like crazy don't do this this is one of those like don't do as I say don't do as I do do as I say moments but um I used to take like these deep top detox baths where I would put so much ginger in it because ginger makes you sweat like you would not believe it. And like, obviously detox is kind of like a loaded thing because your body detoxes itself. You don't have to like go through these extra measure measures of detoxification, but I wanted to like sweat. I wanted to just be a puddle, a puddle of Mickey. And I put in so much ginger and I made it so hot that I think I, I don't know if it was like actually dangerous looking back on it at the time, but I gave myself a headache that you would not believe. I honestly probably should have gone to the hospital just to like double check nothing was wrong. It, I don't, I, I, I think the closest I can describe is like what people say cluster headaches are like. It hurt for about 16 hours. It hurt after the bath, through when I went to bed, through work the next day. I was in the worst pain. It was like blinding. I could not bend over because the pressure would be so bad. I felt like my head was going to pop. Um, and that's because I overheated myself. I'm almost certain so. If you do do a love or a beauty ritual and you put one of her herbs, I want to put your herbs in the bath. If you want to put the ginger, just use it sparingly. Don't, don't do what I did. It was horrible. I don't think I've actually used ginger in my bath since. <laughs> it's really bad. Okay. On to our crystals, your agates, um, your green, your red in particular, any like any slices of agate I think are actually quite good for love spells. 
especially because you can kind of use them like as podiums for your other crystals. I like the vibration of agate. Um, Alexandrite, Amazonite, Amethyst, Aventurine, a green Aventurine for sure in particular. Um, Bloodstone, Pink Calcite. Uh, diamonds are good for love spells. The only thing is like who just has diamonds lying around? I mean, you might have like something that you've inherited, or you, may, you might have something that you've bought as diamonds, but it's much easier to get your hands on like a rose quartz and a diamond. So <laughs> I'm putting it out there. No pressure to feel like you have to have one. Um, emeralds, garnets, jasper, green jasper and pink jasper, lepidolite, uh, malachite, rhodochrosite, pink sapphire, another one that easier said than done to get your hands on. Um, sugar lights, tanzanite, red and watermelon, <laughs> watermelon red and watermelon tourmaline um yeah any pink tourmalines that you can get your hands on are good turquoise copper gold silver because those are good metallics and like wedding bands signifying colors and light signifying colors um pink pink uh pink quartz rose quartz I'm losing my mind rose quartz of course clear quartz always smoky quartz i also like for love spells because it does have an element of protection to it um, sunstone again, I would bring in just because it's so radiant and I think it does radiate out like so much positivity and light. I'm just obsessed with sunstone lately. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, and then moonstone I think always is good because there is the element of fertility with a moonstone and kind of this idea of like love that perseveres and lasts a long time and like this very kind of feminine element to it. So yeah, I would definitely say moonstone is a good love stone. Again, like your peach, your pink, your um rainbow moonstone are good ones. But any green stone, any pink stone, any red-ish stone, I would put into this category. And again, carnelian is a good one too. Okay, so your beings for love, your magical creature <laughs> be a unicorn. Uh, we don't have to debate the validity of unicorns are real or not, but just know it's unicorns. Okay, and then your deities. Aim. Uh, Anant, Aphrodite, Artemis, Asherah, Astarte, Greed. This is a um, Aztec, I believe, deity, so please forgive me with the name pronunciation. Kalchiuticlu. I know that's not correct, um, but I'll spell it for you. C-H-A-L-C-H-I-U-H-T-L-I-C-U-E. Diana, Flora, Freya. Frigg, uh, Gaia, Hathor, Hecate, Hera, Ishtar, Isis, Kuan Yin, Lakshmi, Luna, Maya, Nana, Astara, Rhea, Sekhmet, Venus, this is another Aztec, I believe, uh, Zochikatzal, so X-O-C-I-C-H-I-Q-U-E-T-Z-A-L, like I said, I said, I had to take my glasses off. They're so smudged up and dirty. I don't know what's going on. They're crazy. So it's even harder for me to like try to read right now. Adonis, Amun, Angus, Angus, Addis, Serenus, Cupid, of course, uh, Dumuzi, Eros, Faunus, Krishna, Shiva, Surya, and Vishnu. Okay. And then your animal associations or correspondences are associations actually a pretty good word to use as well for correspondences. It's like something you're still kind of having a hard time grasping. Associations works well. Uh, creatures, animals, cat, cow, horse, carp, dolphin, bluebird, 
canary, cardinal, crow, dove, goose. <laughs> I call one of my um one of my guys goose. Grouse, hummingbird, kingfisher, parakeet, penguin, pit the pigeon, sparrow, swallow, swan, butterfly. And again, you can just have items that represent these things. I almost think of like um, the Monopoly token pieces that you play with. Those are good to represent animals and creatures on your board. I mean, where are you going to hunt down a unicorn? Well, not hunt it down, but where are you going to track down a unicorn? I don't know. Nowhere. So you can just get like a little unicorn figurine or something in those like unicorn designs or colors that you want to add to your spell or your altar. Then there you go. That's how you can incorporate it. So yeah, those are all our ones for love. So let me see where we are right now. We're at 56 minutes. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up there and we can pick up next week with our prosperity, wealth, abundance, money, and our protection slash banishment slash get the hell away from me. <laughs> and then we'll have like a good little note section or grimoire to go into a uh, the rest of the Pisces season and our astrological new year that is going to start when we get to Aries season. So yes, thank you so much for listening. I really hope this was helpful. Um, this is a really weird episode. <laughs> I was at one point like, should I just stop? Should I just stop recording and like delete this and not do one this week? But I, this is honest. This is where I am right now. This is how I feel. And I'm sure it will like resonate with someone out there. And if I can help anyone else going through a hard time, then perfect. It makes my hard time a little less hard if um, I can help someone else dealing with stuff too. So that's it. <laughs> I love you all. The answer to get into the Facebook group is The Craft. Um, this $10 readings will be going on all month. Uh, if you want to subscribe to my YouTube, it is Chow Mickey. Um, I would love it so much. I would love if I can get monetized by like June because it'll be about a year since I started doing it again. And I need a thousand subscribers for that. And 4,000 watch hours, which I can't even start to think about. But if I can just get the 1,000 subscribers, that would be really groovy. And more than 1,000 people listen to this podcast. So I would really appreciate it if you would go over there and just give me a little subscribe and a watch. That would mean so much to me. Especially because I really want to quit Instagram and, again, throw my whole life in the trash and just start over, I guess. All right. Um, Teespring. Oh, no. it's Now it's spring.com. That is uh, for merch. I'll put the link down in the episode notes. And patreon.com slash badwitch. Please come join on Patreon. Even if it's just a dollar or two dollars, you get a card pull for two dollars. You get your uh, card pull for the month and get some guidance from that. And I'll say hi to you on the podcast. And I'll love you forever and always. That means so much to me. Um, I think that's it. The badge podcast at gmail.com. If you want to drop me a note and I will talk to you next time. I hope everyone has a lovely week. I hope you're having a good Pisces season. Hopefully I will mentally be in a better place next time, but if not, you know, we'll just deal with it anyway. And next time I talk to you, I'll probably be 34 too. So that'll be pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> Love you all. Happy early birthday to me. Talk soon. Mwah. Goodbye. Oh, blessed be and goodbye.